Money FM 89.3. Best of drive time. Money FM 89.3. Good evening. It is drive time. Ellie Dank, uh, Timothy Go, and Chua Tian Tian in with you. It is time now for a market view. Right, and uh, first a quick recap of how we started the trading day. Singapore shares actually rose in early trade today after US stocks ended higher overnight. So if you look at the Straits Times Index, it was up 0.1% in early trade at 3,380 points, some 48.8 million securities changed hands. But let's get you some closing numbers. We do see that gains are shaved off uh, in the trading day. The STI closed down 0.41% at 3,363. Points. In terms of value turnover, we are looking at 1.28 billion Sing dollars. Gainers outnumbered losers 333 versus 225. Top advances Shangri La Hong Kong dollars, Sets and Venture Corp, and top decliners for the day uh, DBS, New Jardine Cycle, and Carriage. Now, for today, the property sector continues to make the headlines. A number of property firms announcing their distribution and top line figures. Uh, in particular, Oxley saw a sharp decline in net profit for the first half down all the way to some 277,000 from 23.5 million sing dollars a year ago. So uh, lots to watch and joining us as we break down all that market action, Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital joins us live. Terence, uh, welcome to the show. Hey Tian Tian, well new show. Hi Tim, Elliot. Hello Terence. Yeah, okay. Elliot, uh, for the last five years, you have been the voice of the morning. Now, yeah. you know, I listen to you in the evening, I'm a little bit jet-lagged. Jet-lagged, <laughs> huh? Yeah. Very good, very good. I like that. It's an illusion I'm playing on everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's get down to uh, business, Terence. Let's start with the Singapore stock market as usual. Wall Street rallied after uh, Fed Chair Jerome Powell acknowledged that inflation was starting to ease. So how do you think the Singapore stock market fed so far? Well, you, you know, the market, uh, since the start of this year, they've been very, very positive. Um, the market's up 3.5%, and that, that's led by tech. Tech went on a tremendous run, uh, up 11%, then the REITs, uh, 7%. So these are the two sectors that did horrid uh, last year in 2022. Um, and now with the turning of the tide, that's also because uh, there's positive news all around. Uh, actually, not really positive news, but mm. more precise is not as negative as expected news. Right? <laughs> so the inflation uh, seems to be peaking, uh, declining at a faster rate than I had expected. Um, the the Europe's milder weather has also like you know uh, brought gas prices to a more sane level, China's reopening. So all these things have really benefited uh, Singapore market. And uh, I, I wouldn't just uh, pinpoint you know the, uh, what the Fed uh, chair mentioned uh, yesterday or the the easing of the inflation as hmm. as just one of uh, it is just one of the many factors that uh, actually like boosted the the uh, numbers for the STI. Mm. Uh, Terence, let's talk about the biggest movers for today. I mean, any jet lag there surprises, <laughs> especially with the bank stocks are concerned on the back of uh, what the Fed had to say. Well, no surprises there. Um, we are talking about inflation. I, I mean, the, the inflation will still have to be contained, mm. uh, which means that there will still be, uh, the interest rates will still inch up, uh, but the fastest or the, the quickest, like the fastest rising interest rates days are over. So we are only going to see it inch up a little bit and probably by the mid of this year, we're going to see it for two. Uh, it may stay high for long, but then it is not going to go up. Uh, the banks last year actually benefited because uh, interest rates were being pushed up. Uh, NIM, 
their, their net interest margins uh, actually went up and that benefited the banks uh, a lot. And given that banks account for 40% of the STI, um, last year STI did very, very well. Uh, but this year, I, I think whatever that benefited uh, the banks, the rising interest rates, mm-hmm. uh, would actually like bring it down. Um, and the loans are also contracting uh, month on month uh, with businesses and households becoming a lot more cautious. But but one mitigating factor for banks is the high dividends. Uh, that The yields have been very, very generous. Uh, it is one of the key selling points for, for banks. And given that uh, it has the capability and capacity, banks as a whole, the capability and capacity to return capital to investors. I, I think the payouts will continue to be uh, very, very generous to the tune of north of uh, 5%. Terence, let's have a look at rates for a moment here. There, uh, Some of them have announced their uh, occupancy level and distribution per unit figures, and they're looking good, but uh, Keppel Pacific Oat, uh, REIT saw DPU falling 12.5%. Uh, does this surprise you? Well, the, the headlines is startling. Right? I mean, for for DPU to fall so much for a REIT, uh, that uh, is indeed uh, out of the norm. But if you were to delve a little bit deeper, it's mainly due to switching uh, to 100% of uh, management fees in cash uh, since the second quarter. And after, if, if you were to adjust for this, the DPU will have fallen a more manageable 2.8%. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I think that that is commendable considering that the U.S. office market, uh, there are many, many challenges there. Uh, and there's also they also have to like battle against rising interest rates. So uh, all in, I think it is not as bad as people expect it to uh, to be. Uh, in fact, the uh, REIT sector itself, uh, like I mentioned earlier on, up 7% as a whole, uh, done very well. But I, I think investors probably still need to uh, look at each uh, REIT on its own accord. Uh, operating margins generally uh, have been hit uh, due to rising interest rates. Hmm. Right, if you're just tuning in, we're now speaking to Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. And Terence, I do want to talk about property developers as well. Oxley seeing a sharp decline in net profit for the first half, uh, down from $23.5 million a year ago to just 277000 How concerning is this? I mean, looking at this number, it seems alarming. Well, um, if you look at developers, right, the earnings are infamously lumpy. And I'm not talking about those, you know, with um, asset management, right. uh, like, yeah. you know, like Capital Land in the past. So, so it sort of like evens out the, the revenue. But but developers, you know, it's boom, boom and bust. And it really depends on when there's delivery of their, you know, the apartments. So most of Oxley's uh, properties, again, if you delve a little bit deeper, uh, like the, the the likes of Affinity, 1953, Kenrich, right. Residences, Mayfair Garden, um, all of them, many of them will be TOPing in first half, 23, second half uh, of the, first and second half of this year, right? Mm. Um, so I, I think that there should be decent profit uh, coming through, uh, at least in the second quarter, that will lower the gearing. So uh, it is, again, uh, just like in the previously, like what Tim was asking, uh, it is not as alarming and not as concerning, I mm. think, as investors like uh, would expect, or people that are not familiar with the company. Um, but Generally, the developers in Singapore, I think many of them are value plays. You know, many, uh, they, they are trading, you know, circa 50-60% discount to R&D. Mm. Uh, and many are hoping, you know, value will be unlocked. But 
really, I think it's anybody's guess because right. uh, some of them, you, it's like, you know, like looking, uh, it's like a waiting game. Mm. Uh, but every now and then, uh, right. there will be a privatization of one of these small niche developers uh, that will excite the market and, and boost the stock prices of other developers for a short while. Right, I see. And uh, Terence, I do want to uh, do a quick segue before we let you go to talk about some big corporate news driving the market. Gautam Adani's uh, flagship Adani Enterprises caught off its uh, 2.5 billion share sale. We're talking about US dollar terms here. A dramatic reversal after that a report by short seller Hindenburg Research. Any guess as to where all of this is set to go? Um, I, I, I don't really know, except, you know, like, uh, I'm, I'm also an observer, yeah. you know, getting very mixed uh, reactions from investors, uh, barring all the allegations aside, you know, most of the, uh, most are viewing the calling off of this uh, falling on, the follow-on public offer, the FPO, mm. uh, as negative, uh, something is good, you know, that Dani is not taking FPO investors for a ride. A share price is lower than the, the current, uh, than, than the FPO price, what they paid for. Uh, but even before all the I mean, before the allegations uh, by Hindenburg, right? Uh, the valuations for Adani was already uh, this 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 time you can use the word alarming. It was, I mean, <laughs> it was alarmingly high, right, for yeah. Adani. So, I, I guess uh, it would have like fallen, but it uh, again the market you know overshoots when on the downside too. Right. So uh, I think this is what's happening, especially in light of. Uh, short, or short seller report. Right, so uh, outshooting right now, yeah. Uh, thanks very much, Terence. That was Terence Wong, CEO of Azure Capital. Thank you very much for joining us on Money FM 89.3. Thanks, Before acting guys. on the information on Money FM, please consider if it's suitable for your own investment objectives, financial situation, and risk tolerance.